Welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and we're hot to trot on the high school football, the results, and uh, getting you a little bit ready for next Friday. We've got Fairfield Trojans Coach Wheaton on with us. Welcome to the program, Coach. Thanks for having me. Well, you got you got your team off to a good start, and I understand you had a big crowd. Yeah, we were we were really pleased with uh, with the guys. Very proud of them. Uh, big start for them. They came out quick. Uh, big community night. <clears throat> Certainly, uh, stands were. We're full. Everybody was excited to get back to Friday Night Lights. So uh, we were we were really excited about the outcome and just really proud of our guys for what they did. Well, uh, you faced a, a, a team that has uh, been probably, you know, Mount Pleasant uh, is probably one of the biggest rivalries Fairfield's ever had. Fairfield, Washington, Fairfield, Mount Pleasant are probably two of the longest and oldest running rivalries. Uh, give us a little scenario of how the game went. Well, yeah, I mean, big rivalry, you know, Mount Pleasant, you can never, uh, it doesn't really matter year to year uh, what it might look like on paper. You're always going to get a good, a good Mount Pleasant team and they're always going to be prepared. So, you know, they came to play first, first quarter. We came out, um, you know, we just came out really strong. First three possessions, three scores up 20 zip in the, in the first quarter. Um, you know, really proud of, of the guys up front. Good job. Good job defensively getting the offense back on the field. So that first quarter was just a really good, uh, a really good mix of, of our guys, high emotion. They were excited about the game, excited to be out there. Second quarter, we slowed down a little bit, um, you know, didn't score any points in the second quarter. Just saw a little bit of a lull, probably some of our guys coming down, maybe back to reality a little bit. Um, so we made some adjustments to halftime, talked to them about, you know, the need to continue to, uh, to stay on the gas and make sure that they don't let up. Um, you know, Mount Pleasant's certainly not anybody that you want to want to take lightly. It's it's uh, it can go the other way as well. So made some adjustments at halftime. They came out third quarter uh, strong, fourth quarter, uh, put some points up on the board. And, and we were just really excited to get the victory um, offensively. You know, Tate Allen threw the ball incredibly well. Uh, Hunter Cicchini ran the ball really strong for us in the first half. He went down uh, just with some, I think, some heat heat exhaustion issues, uh, second quarter, Casey Miller came in, ran the ball really well. Um, and so it just offensively, I think we, we mixed max, uh, you know, obviously had, a, had some good catches, um, ran, ran very well, uh, from a route perspective was very physical on the offensive line with, uh, for us. So just a, a really good mix offensively, defensively, really strong, um, played really well up front linebacking core played, extremely well in, in being disciplined and, and staying where we needed them to stay uh, in terms of defensive scheme. So, you know, overall, just just really pleased with the, with the game, uh, really pleased with how our guys did, and uh, really looking forward to getting back at it today in practice. So uh, I, I, I uh, was getting some text from uh, from Andy Kretzinger, the Southeast High Union, who was there at the game, and sure. uh, he was very impressed with Hunter Shikini. He said he was really – really out the gates and, and on fire. Yeah. Hunter does. Uh, Hunter's just an incredibly good asset for us. Um, you know, he came right out of the gate, first play of the game, uh, you know, 12, 14 yards from line of scrimmage. He runs very well, uh, both vertically and horizontally. He's a strong running back, so he gives us the ability to set the tone in the running game right out of the gate. Um, and so, yeah, we, we – we lost him in the second quarter. Um, he was just, like I said, he was having some heat issues. Came back in the third quarter after he got hydrated. And, and um, so, 
Yeah, we think he's going to be a, a really good player for us this year. Certainly balances our attack and, and allows us to be less predictable in the run game. And he's just got good vision on the field. Um, when he gets the hole and gets out in open space, he's dangerous. And he, he's got good strength. And so he can do a lot of things in terms of cuts. And and uh, and he's powerful, so he can also put his shoulder down and, and run through some guys. So uh, good asset for us, good kid, good leader on the field. So uh, we're really proud of him. Well, Scotty Melvin and I went to the eight-man showcase in Martinsdale, and then we uh, – Decided to uh, take our opportunity to to see high school football at Kinnick Stadium last week. But oh there, yeah, yeah. There was a theme that kind of run through every games that we had, and it was cramps and heat problems. Uh, how how does a coach uh, prepare for that? What 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 do you got to do to kind of limit some of those uh, cramps and heat issues? Well, I mean, we we start early in the week, and we're we're on our guys. Um, you know, pretty heavy in terms of hydration. So we, we make sure they get plenty of water. We, we try to be as, as a coaching as we possibly can in terms of what they're putting in their body, you know, game day, you know, getting a good breakfast in you. Again, we tell our guys, you cannot hydrate for a game at four o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. You got to start Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, make sure your body's plenty hydrated. You know, there's some, there's some things that may work for some guys. Some guys drink pickle juice before a game. Some guys, drink a Gatorade before the game. Some guys eat, you know, something that's a little bit salty. And so it's really just nutrition and, and hydration. I mean, that's the best way to fight it. Um, it. It's it's the best way to prevent it. So we just try to stay on top of them. And then, you know, we'll use Friday night as an example uh, coming into this week about the importance of hydration. We saw, you know, one of our key guys go down and he was probably less hydrated than he should be. And he no doubt on a Saturday morning said, coach, I, I learned my lesson. I, I'm going to be better at it this week. And so you, you use those as learning opportunities to show how important it is. And, and the guys that want to do it, they'll take it seriously. And, and, uh, and uh, hopefully it, it prevents itself. Well, it wasn't just your team. It was every single team I saw had, had the same, yeah. the same issue. It's, uh, it's always the same issue early in the well, season. Well, football is the only sport that starts out when you start practicing. It's over 100 degrees. It ends up below zero. So, uh, right. There's, there's, <laughs> right. There's, as, the, as the temperature probably cools down, it'll probably be uh, less of an issue going forward. Now, a lot of teams, uh, we'll, we'll just touch on this briefly. A lot of teams, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, and, and not just this year, but every year, have a little little timing problems and have some some penalties. Did you? Did you see some of that out of your team and maybe Mount Pleasant getting some, uh, I don't know, a uh, lot, lot of penalties? Uh, you know what? We actually played a pretty clean game uh, both both ways. We had some some uh, interesting calls just to, to learn, flump, learn from, um, but nothing, nothing really crazy. We had a couple offsides penalties late in the game uh, that I think were just timing and, and just maybe being a little bit tired. But for the most part, we played a, a pretty clean game. Um, and so we were actually, that was one of our positives uh, that we'll talk about in our Monday, Monday meetings tonight was from a discipline standpoint, um, you know, we thought we were actually really pleased with our guys, not a lot of offsides, false start penalties. Um, and so that, that, that is, that's encouraging for us that what we're doing you know, yeah, you're, you're, is, you're way ahead of the game uh, if you're not having that in the first uh, the, the first game. You know, we saw a lot of that at at, at uh, Kinnick Stadium this week. You know, yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. We didn't we didn't 
it, we didn't uh, go through it as much. Well, uh, I did see on Twitter some highlights of Max Wheaton. Uh, he was making a lot of a lot of catches in traffic. He was using his body size. He was very physical. Uh, and he had a pretty productive game. Could you go over some of his stats and tell me about uh, what you're pleased about him? Yeah, Max had a good uh, had a good a good game, good game coming out of the gate. Um, you know, I think I was most pleased with Max in his physicality, both on the offensive and defensive side. Um, so I'll start there. I mean, I think um, offensively we put his hand in the ground uh, a little bit more than we did last year, which was uh, which was a big deal. Um, and you know that allows us to use him in the running game. There were several times where he he really locked on a guy and, and was very physical and opened up holes for, for Hunter, which we really like to see on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, he had, had uh, six solos and three sacks uh, on the defensive line. Of the, uh, and that's, you know, that's a testament to Max's work in the off season to be more physical and show uh, that he can do more than just catch the football. Uh, so we're, we were really pleased really with that um, on Max's side we know he can catch the ball. Um, you know, he had five catches for 122 yards, four touchdowns. Um, the most, most impressive for us from his standpoint was, um, you know, up the seam, 51 yard, great football thrown by Tate Allen uh, to him up the middle, but he showed some speed coming down the middle of the field, uh, which we were impressed with. So um, very proud of Max, um, certainly stats wise, very, uh, a very good start for him, but you know, he's not able to do what he does unless uh, he's got a great guy throwing to him and Tate Allen and certainly a great balance to him and Hunter Cicchini. So we feel uh, between the three of them, it just gives us a really good play uh, with what we're doing. You know, Hunter had uh, 12 carries, 131 yards, one touchdown. You know, when you balance those stats, uh, with Max and with what Tate's doing, you know, Tate six for nine and in, in passing. So very accurate, 152 yards, five touchdowns. That's a really good combo for us to be able to have some success and really keep teams honest in terms of what they do defensively against us. Um, and so while there's a lot of room for improvement with all three of those guys, uh, they, they all three came out uh, very quick and we're very happy about that. Well, Max is one of one of the exciting uh, athletes in, in Southeast Iowa, uh, and uh, we got to see uh, Cam Buffington and Simeon Reichenbach, and they were doing something that you just described, and, and they were very willing to block, you know. And uh, if Max is willing to block, you know, as well as run routes and run the ball and, and play defense, it, it just goes to show that he's willing to do whatever it takes to win. Yeah, he's a competitor. I mean, um, I think his – his maturity from last year to this year, at least right out of the gate from what we've seen in the off season and what we saw in the first, uh, the first game, uh, his, his maturity switch has just flipped and, uh, and his physicality, like I said, has just really matured over from his junior year to his senior year. So we're excited to, to see how he continues to progress. Um, you know, I think his challenge is going to be, you know, continuing to get better every single week and, you know, this week we start over, um, you know, last week is last week. We got to go in with the mentality that we start over this week and um, you got to, you got to strive to be better each week. And, and I think if those guys do that, they're going to, they're going to really see great things and great results as the season continues. 
Well, I want to uh, hear about Tate Allen's performance, but before I ask you that, let me ask you about the offensive line. Uh, uh, yeah. You talked a lot about that the last time we were there. How, how did things come together for the offensive line? You know, the, the guys up front played really well. Um, and I think the stats, you know, the stats that we talk about, whether it's Hunter or Tate or Max, are a direct result of what, what the guys do up front. We saw some things that will we'll change this week just to simplify some of the scheme. But, um, you know, Kenneth Craig, Terrence Craig uh, at, at guard and tackle played played really well for us, physical. Um, Kate Allison center played well for us. Um, you know, Carter, uh, Carter Moore and, and Ike Harris really played extremely well for us at the, at left tackle. Um, and so, you know, I think there's some things that we've got to do, um, to improve uh, sustaining blocks and continuing to go downfield with blocks. Uh, we'll work on that this week in, in practice, but coming out of the gate, just really, really proud of those, those front five, uh, and how well they did on Friday night. So it's really it's really difficult for running backs to gain many yards without the offensive line opening holes, and it's right. almost impossible to catch touchdown passes if they can't keep the quarterback up right. So you must have right. you must have did it very good, well. But let's talk about that quarterback. I'm seeing a lot of growth in quarterbacks. Uh, did you say you, you saw some maturity out of uh, uh, or, or some improvement out of uh, Tate Allen uh, from last year to this year? Yeah, I I put Tate uh, in the same category that I put that I put Max or Hunter or any of these other guys, I mean, his maturity from his junior season to his senior season so far from what we've seen has just been tremendous. Um, Friday night, incredibly accurate six for nine and, and pass uh, completions to attempts, 152 yards, five touchdowns, you know, um, and he played, and he played extremely well on the, on the defensive side of the ball for us uh, in terms of, of outside linebackers. So, Tate's just a, if you look at all of our guys, um, you know, and, and say, Hey, if, if you had to, to really talk about that one fierce competitor, uh, Tate's the guy, I mean, the kid just loves to play the game. He's extremely competitive. Um, and sometimes that can be his greatest strength. And sometimes that can be his greatest weakness. He knows that we work on that with him. Um, he's a high emotion kid. And so we're just we're really proud of what he does. And the at the end of the day, Tate um, Tate leads that offense. Uh, he leads by example. Um, and so we're just we're extremely proud of of how he started out of the gate for us, um, both offensively and defensively. And you know, for me, from a head coaching standpoint, I'm I'm pleased with the growth in Tate's leadership uh, because that's really important at the quarterback position to be able to command. Uh, the respect of the guys and and Tate's really grown in that area. So very proud of of him and what he's doing. Well, let, let's talk about the defensive side of the ball, and, and I'm also interested to see if uh, maybe some younger players were getting some of their first action and uh, how they performed. Yeah, on the defensive side of the ball, we did see some young guys. Um, I'll talk about them a little bit because I think it's really important uh, up front. A couple of guys that really, really came to play for us, uh, younger guys. Antonio Manning uh, played extremely well. He's a junior. Dre Smithberg, sophomore, played extremely well for us on the defensive line, did a great job uh, up front. Carter Moore uh, plays guard for us on the offensive side, plays defensive end for us. He's a junior, uh, played really well for us up front. In the linebacking core, uh, Sam Wheaton is a junior for us. He started at Sam linebacker. 
unexpectedly our son sam linebacker aiden lyons uh went down with a hamstring issue uh in pregame so sam got the start uh, unexpectedly did a great job for us five you know five solo tackles five assists um you know so he did a, a really good job luke console sophomore uh young guy playing linebacker for us uh at the will played extremely well um so we're 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 really excited case miller at safety uh, another young guy so on the defensive side we're we're fairly young and they played really really well um now that the old guys played well as also max played played great defensively uh, miles mcintee at mike linebacker played uh extremely physical for us and uh and so this the defense really did a good job of containing and and doing their job we had a couple of mistakes um that we'll clean up this week but we think defensively we've we've got a really good lineup and, and a good ability to to rotate it guys in and out so that uh, we're fresh well let's talk about the special teams did you have uh you know the special teams in it uh, can make a big difference in a game and how, how did your special teams unit perform yeah i think we uh, that was probably one area that when we walked away uh friday night after you know post-game meeting with coaches and then course in our Sunday meetings um, that was one area we felt was was good I mean we didn't give up any big special teams plays uh, which is a good thing but we see special teams as a continued uh, really focus area for us and, and needs improvement area for us uh, so we, we hope to make some changes this week coming into to a tumble to make that special teams uh, a bigger weapon for us uh, on both you know being able to, to give us good field position, you know, offensively or to make sure we use it as a weapon to pin some teams down deep. I was really happy with Drew Tuhill. Uh, it's really great to have a weapon like Drew uh, in the ball game for us. Uh, does a great job. I think he had two touchbacks on kickoff, which we haven't had in years, and then extremely accurate, certainly on his PATs. Um, so Drew will be a, a, a weapon that we'll be able to use offensively uh, if we're inside, you know, a certain range and, and we want to put points up on the board, Drew will be a, a guy that we can rely on to do that. Well, uh, I haven't got a chance to talk to Mount Pleasant's coach, although I've had some uh, guys give me some analysis. So they're a much improved team. Can you uh, yeah. sum up a little bit, some of their, uh, what you thought were outstanding performers or, or maybe guys that did give you some trouble? Well, I think, listen, Coach Coach Striegel always brings uh, uh, a good talent to the to the mix, you know, they had, um, um, you know, their receiving core was, was solid this year. Um, you know, the running back ran hard. The guys up front were, were big and physical. Um, and then defensively, I think their linebacking core really, um, really surprised us or gave us some fits just in coming downhill really hard, really aggressively. And, uh, you know, any, any offense has, has trouble if guys are coming downhill and, and wanting to play really physical from the linebacker position. So they were really, they were really strong in that area. It gave us some fits, had to make some adjustments to our run game at halftime um, to deal with that. So yeah, coach, coach Striegel much improved. I think from, from last year to this year, it's what we all strive for from a coaching standpoint. Um, we certainly wish them the best as they go through their season, but they gave us a good, a good battle and, and uh, we wish them the best the rest of the year. Well, you uh, and uh, have something in common with Mount Pleasant, and that's a very tough schedule. Uh, yeah. And it isn't going to get any easier this week as you go on the road to Otumwa, who uh, 
was able to convert on a, a last-minute drive and then did a good job of uh, kicking those extra points a little better than Oskaloosa did. And they came out with a 21-20 win uh, yeah. against Oskaloosa, which gives their program off to a good start. Uh, and I, I think, like, sometimes a good start is uh, – is the key to uh, uh, turning a season into a good season. So uh, what, what are you expecting out of a tunnel? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, kudos to them. We They put together a, a seven-plus minute drive uh, to march down the field, uh, getting the ball with eight minutes left to go in the game and really sustaining, sustaining the drive, getting that 21-20 win. So I think you hit the nail on the head. It, winning that first game, certainly winning it, whether it's by one point or by – you know, 20 points, 30 points, whatever. It just gives your team that, that big boost of confidence. Uh, and it, and it gives them that kind of, Hey, we can do this and, and look what we can do together. So, um, you know, what we're seeing on film with Mount or with, uh, Tumwa, you know, again, big up front, um, they love to run that, that option. Uh, so we'll, we'll make some adjustments this week, both defensively and offensively. They seem to be very physical, um, and, and so we'll, we will prepare for them. Like we pre- prepare for everybody else. We don't prepare any differently, uh, in terms of, you know, whether somebody won their first game, lost their first game, you know, everybody starts at zero at the beginning of the week. So we'll, we'll be very focused on doing the little things that we can control better than anybody else. And, and then coming out, um, Friday night with the goal to, to come out fast and physical, like we did last week. And, if we're able to do that, we think we give our kids a good opportunity to, to succeed. Well, your players will have to play every minute of the game. They can't take a couple minutes off against a team that can drive down and score on you at the last second of the game. So right. uh, uh, you play you, – you got kind of a tough uh, uh, non-conference schedule. Uh, last week you played a 4A school. This week you're playing a 5A school. Uh, you, you do that intentional to try to get the team uh, as good a competition as you can before the season starts? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it, it's an advantage to us to have uh, some bigger schools that are close to us. Um, and it certainly is, you know, it's a good confidence booster for our kids if they go up against a bigger school um, coming into district play where they are 3A um, to say, hey, you can compete with anybody you choose to compete with. And if they have some success against those bigger schools, it's a it's easier for us coaches to, to tell them that and see that they're actually having that success. But um, again, you prepare every week uh, the same way you prepare, you start at zero and you prepare to make sure that you do uh, what you do the best you, you possibly can. And then you go out and you, and you play as fast and physical as you can on a Friday night. So. Well, we're co- talking to coach Wheaton of the, of the, uh, I guess, undefeated Fairfield Trojans at least got off to a great start, have a, have a, a extremely tough schedule and have an extremely tough matchup this week. Now, At- uh, Atumwa has a, a, a great Facebook Live program where you can watch the game's Facebook Live, but what are some of the ways that we can follow the Fairfield Trojans? And I don't know if there's any video or radio or uh, 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 what's some of the better ways to, to keep up with the Fairfield Trojans through the season? Well, you can certainly uh, listen to Nate Piercy and, and uh, Tommy Brower on the radio, KMCD, uh, Classic 96 uh, on Friday nights. They do a great job uh, radio-wise. We do live stream um, from uh, from home field. We live stream. I think we can uh, tap into the Atomo system and, and transfer that out to parents. Watch us on 
Twitter uh, at excuse me Trojan Football, and and we'll typically Wednesday or Thursday publish that information via Facebook and and Twitter as to where people can find us live on Friday night. Well, uh, is there anything you didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about? No, I think Dave, I think you covered it. You're uh, you're pretty dang good at this. You you covered all the the bases, offense, defense, special teams. And, um. No, we're just real excited to get back at it with the guys tonight in practice and and uh, excited to get through the week and get to Friday night. Well, every interview kind of follows a, a standard format, and uh, I do it that way to, to, to cover everybody because I don't want to not mention the special teams guys. I don't want to not mention the, the offensive line or the defensive line. You know, I want to give everybody a chance because, listen, I've got uh, recruiters uh, calling, uh, messaging me and calling me, and they say, Every single time they hear a, a name that uh, we mention on our podcast, they write it down and they look into that player, you know, and yeah. uh, which is, you know, which is our goal is to help some people get uh, get on there. I want to I want to thank you, coaches, for giving me excellent interviews. And uh, I've got a little breaking news here. Uh, uh, last night we crossed 8000 listeners, you know, yeah, uh, good for you. Congratulations. Well, our coverage is good and it's in depth, and uh, we work really hard. Not just me, but Scotty Melvin. I've got a new guy that's going to kind of cover the Iowa City area for me, uh, Matt Meek. Uh, you know, we're just gaining. We're gaining. Uh, I, I probably, if I hadn't have been at Kinnick Stadium, I definitely would have been there because I thought that was the best matchup, at least for my podcast area, the Fairfield Mount Pleasant. Uh, I have a lot of listeners in both areas. Um, and uh, congratulations on a big win and get your team off to a good start. And uh, yeah, thanks for being with us. Appreciate that. Congratulations on the 8,000. That's a big deal. So well, we're, keep we're, it going. The goal love, is to get to being. 10. You know, 10 is where, where you start getting uh, corporate sponsors and things like that. And we've been a, a little over a year and a half. You know, we started last year, you know, before the football season. And we were kind of just trying to find something that people would listen to. We started covering football. We had 300 listeners when we started covering the football season last year and just in, you know, maybe a, a year and a week's time, we gained over 8,000 listeners. So uh, high school wow. sports is undercovered and uh, it's what people want to hear about. Well, we appreciate you being there. We love being on the show and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you maybe next week after, uh, after the tumble game. Well, you keep winning and I'll keep having you on. That's promise. <laughs> That's that sounds good. All right. Well, uh, this is Round Guy Radio with news you can use that won't give you the blues, depending on how you feel about the scores we're reporting. But uh, yeah. th thanks for being with us, and thank you, Coach. Yeah, thanks, Dave.